What is going on? Ah, Scott, hello again. Another day, another podcast. City's a fucking mosh pit. It is. Nothing's open either. I was just trying to get lunch and it's just like everything is closed on a Saturday. Something's going on at the um, HBF Arena. I saw something about tennis, but a lot of children. Yeah. I think that parking in a multi-story car park when there's an event on is probably going to be most likely what it's like when there's a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Just complete idiocy. Yeah. Especially in the heat as well. The whole top two floors, bro, were empty. I got past level two when everyone was trying to jam their fucking car into the tiniest space. I went floors three and four completely empty. I parked on four like a normal man by myself. Took me all of 30 seconds longer to walk. I don't understand it. I have no patience for parking things because I've lived in the city forever and I am constantly using them. I've got that shit down to the one handed Mm -hmm. like people at three point turn every single one in the Queen Street car park. I am livid, <laughs> absolutely livid. It's like you don't need to three-point turn every single one of these. Look, it didn't make me mad. I've, uh, I've turned a new leaf, feeling a lot less angry and aggressive recently. Just, I just sat what did there you, what did you find? in my air-conditioned car and listened to my podcast and was chill. What podcast have you been listening to lately? Uh, I was playing the one with Stavros and Joe Rogan. I find him to be hilarious. Did you ever listen to Cometown? No. So Cometown was him, Adam Friedland, and Nick Mullen. Oh, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, it I, was kind of like the OG Bro podcast. Yeah. And it's I listen to it now. Like I listen to older episodes of it. It's one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever heard. Stavros is just off the cuff, naturally quick-witted and hilarious. I really enjoy him. His yeah, that's of kind of come town is where they all started. Gotcha. And it's like because now they do now Nick and um, Nick and Adam do the Adam Friedland show, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the one with um, Chet Hayes? No, Chet no. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. They've set it up as almost like a talk show. Yeah, and they had like um, they've had some pretty crazy guests on there. It's pretty. It's definitely worth a watch. There's a guy that I came across uh, watching Kill Tony. His name's Adam Ray. Have you come across him before? No. He does. Um, he does. It's like a live podcast comedy show thing where he cosplays as Doctor Phil, and the whole the whole premise is like the Doctor Phil show. But Adam Ray's Doctor Phil, and he has on guests. So like last week, it was Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino, and. The like the riffing that you get, and his his fucking impressions are amazing. It's so good. Imagine those dudes. They do so many podcasts. Like they do. I mean, for a while, some of those comedians had like two or three podcasts of their own, yeah. and that's definitely died off. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was listening to Matt and Shane with um, bro that we were meant to go and see. The guy that we were meant to go and see, Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. And he's like, finish that podcast. He's like, I've now got to go do my own one and yeah. now I'm doing another one. It's like, what the fuck do you talk about, dude? Dude, once a week I struggle to think of things to talk yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> I suppose we're not comedians though, so it's not. True. That would definitely be kind of a honing your skills to some degree. I wonder how much of it though is like, you know, like that repetition starts to wear you out, you know, like burnout. I think you'd get pretty good at going, okay, well, these are the topics. 
you know, like I know a lot of them are a little bit more structured. Mm. So they'll have like a board of topics and then they just kind of hit it when they need to. I know they do that on um on flagrant. Mm. But that's no that's nothing to follow. Yeah, there's fucking seven brain cells between all four of them. It's funny, yeah. I went and saw Andrew Schultz when he was here the other oh, week. Yeah. Me and Johnny went. Yeah. And it was good. But it it brought up a really interesting thing because he kind of I actually really like his comedy. I'm not a big fan of his podcast, but I think his comedy is very good and he's very brutal on everyone and it's very measured to be brutal on everyone. So he started off with going at the Asians and then it was like women and then it was um, like Bogans and and then uh, he he went to do some Jewish stuff and he's like, you can see the way that he sets his stuff up He'll say something and he'll ask someone a question and he'll ask them like a leading question so they kind of talk about something and then he goes into the next section, which he's already got prepared, but it looks like it's just off the cuff. So, it's a pretty smart way to do it. But um, he was like, oh, is there any Jewish people in the house? And there wasn't a single one or they were keeping it low mm. key because Israel's mm. not really a popular mm. topic right now. Um so then he just had to cold go into Jewish jokes. And it's like, we think that Australia is really multicultural, but it's not really. Like when you look at the crowd that go to a comedy show and stuff, it was just like white dudes around our age and their girlfriends for the most part. Whereas you look at the crowds that they do in America, like in his special when he's, it, it constantly flicks to the crowd and they're showing like, when he does the black joke, there's tons of black people that are laughing their ass off. It kind of like makes it all okay. Yeah, verifies him. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't. Yeah, it definitely. Validates. It it's funny here that it was. If if those jokes, if you've got a crowd that's predominantly white, then those jokes just feel mean, <laughs> and it make it's it's like a little bit uncomfortable. Dude, that's a, that's a really really good point. The first time I went and saw him three years ago. Or so um, here in free, he was played at Frio Social, yeah. Um, and uh, he opened with like some Aboriginal jokes. He's like, I didn't realize that you guys all have black people here, and they hell like picnics. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid bit. <laughs> and everyone laughed, but I did the same. I was like, Oh, yeah, it's not real. This kind of like kicking people when they're like not here, kind of thing, yeah. talking shit behind their back. <laughs> That's it. But I think because the representation in America is just so much stronger, mm. then everyone's everyone's down to laugh at themselves and almost becomes like a yeah, do me sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think because yeah, the crowd is is just like predominantly <laughs> white. white crew. <laughs> or at least whitewashed, you know? Like Yeah. I remember speaking to a friend of mine that was um Asian and he used to sell me weed and we would we were sitting one night chatting about like we were just stoned and talking shit in my apartment and he was like um saying how he has a real resentment for Asian dudes that completely deny their Asian heritage. He's like cause he would come to the clubs and stuff, but he would also go to like he grew up going to like the Asian nights and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And um he said that there's a whole bunch of people that would go to all those Asian nights and be like their ESL dudes at school and stuff. And then they get a little bit of acceptance from the wider community and they completely deny their Asian heritage. And they're like, they'll all like make Asian jokes and stuff. And like, they'll kind of take on a different persona. And he said that the people 
from that community really looked down on them. Mm. And it was super interesting. He was like, he goes, the thing that annoyed me more than anything ever was that he, there was another Asian dude that he'd grown up with and they had kind of reconnected or there was a party or something and the dude came into his house and didn't take his shoes off. And he's like, that's so intentionally disrespectful. But he was this guy's way of being like, yeah, I'm not Asian anymore. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I had an Asian girl the other day tell me that I was an egg. You're an egg? <laughs> yeah. Nice. White on the outside, yellow on the inside. Oh, Because really? <laughs> really? I cook with a wok. <laughs> That's sick, because you bought a wok. Yeah, because I, yeah, I cook with a wok. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. I've never heard that term I know, before. I hadn't either. She referenced herself as a banana. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside. That's hilarious. (laughs) Because I heard coconut, like the dudes, dudes will call, um, like Islander dudes will call dudes Mm -hmm. coconuts, right? Is it coconut? I think so, yeah. Kind of like brown. Brown on the outside, white on the inside. Yeah. It's so funny, man. I think we should all be able to take piss out of each other. I think think we can. It's fun. The thing is that we can. Like that's, it is acceptable Mm. within friendship groups and stuff. I think just on the wider thing, like if you were there, if you genuinely were like, all Asians are like this, <laughs> all Indian people are like this, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But if you can't laugh at the different the, the differences between people, it's like that's what humor is based in completely. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets a little bit touchy when it's down to an ethnic side of things. Yes. Yeah. I've always thought that. I wonder if like Asian dudes see another Asian person parking badly and it's just like come on bro you're fucking you're fucking this up for all of us you know because you'd be like that's a stereo it's a ridiculous stereotype but if you saw a stereotype being reconfirmed and you were of that ethnicity you'd be mm-hmm. like you're kind of fucking this up for all of us <laughs> just go to for a trip to bali and look at how the white people from birth are acting <laughs> exactly <laughs> same thing it's dude that's it there is you never want to be a stereotype Mm. I think that's the that's the main thing, and that's what it's funny because the the podcast I've seen a few people on like a few of the sort of external you know people that, that that just catch clips on TikTok or on Instagram, and they'll be like, "Oh, another fucking white broadcast." And it's like, <laughs> "Hello, stereotype." Back. <laughs> <laughs> fucking broadcast! Uh, I hate that that's a term that's been coined. And that we fall into it. Ah, it makes sense. But the thing is, people are, when you are, you know, I suppose within this society, we represent the majority in the sense of the majority of Australians are, you know, white, middle class, I imagine, probably. So, we throw your arrows. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You can punch <laughs> up. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> thick skinned. It's not really going to bother me too much. Come at me, TikTok bitch. So what you got? You got any topics for us this week? I've been, a bit, <laughs> I've been insanely busy with work. It's That's crazy. great. Yeah, it's like, so I. I think the COVID thing hit me at a point where things were starting to get busy. Mm. I would much prefer it if I was busy during the year, and then this time of the year I was chill. Mm-hmm. I've not been very busy all year, and now I'm fucking stacked. And I was just looked at the calendar the other day and I was like, oh, December 6th. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Now I'm just going to bust my ass. Like I had two nights in here this week till 2.30. Fuck. Just getting out concepts, you know? Well, I suppose you can't in your field, you can't pick and choose and you got to take what you can, especially in a time of a lull. So it's good that you're busy. It just sucks that it all comes at once. Yeah. And it's just been back to back to back. And it just the fact that that happened 
when I got hit with a fucking um, bioweapon, it has turned me into a retard, <laughs> which people don't talk about enough. Brain no work. It's it's insane. Like, I was super concerned about doing this podcast today because I can't remember, you know, words like refrigerator. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, and they're like, yeah, that lasts for quite a while. Mm, mm. I got back to the gym and it's just like my stamina is just shot. so, so short. Mm-hmm. I took two full weeks off because I was like, I don't want to get long COVID. I don't want to be... Like the fatigue is, as I was saying, was the worst thing. So, but yeah, it was. I, I wasn't sort of anticipating that on a work front, dude. That uh, that two weeks off alone, even if you're not sick, is going to take a take a toll. You know, it's nice. The one week off is really nice because you still you're still on the up. Mm. Like you still f- look good and feel good, and like it's almost nice to give yourself a little bit of a rest. Um, but then that second week, you're like, oh, I'm a crackhead, mate. Three days for me. Three days, and I feel like a fat pig. Yeah. Fat pig. Do you start <laughs> eating poorly if you aren't training? Or can you do you eat poorly now and just get away with it because you're training a lot? Nah, I eat pretty good. Yeah. I eat pretty good. I'm measured about what I eat. I honestly think I have some form of body dysmorphia, eh, because I'm a fucking, I'm religious with it. And then if I do act up, I feel guilty about it for like fucking seven business days. After. Yeah, fully. But I am lucky in that in jiu-jitsu, I'm burning so many calories, so I can get away with it, and it's really not that bad. But, um, you know, one or two kilos here and there, and it's like, you're a fat pig. It's over for you. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. I know. I definitely do the same thing. I feel like um, I just get – you get into a good rhythm with something, and you're like, oh, this is how I live, and this is my lifestyle. I used to do this with, I did with basketball first where I was just playing so much basketball. It's like you can't put weight on because you're chasing a ball around four nights a week. And then you can pretty much get away with eating relatively whatever you want because you're doing high intensity training four nights a week, maybe five, five, you know. And um, as soon as you hit an injury, the rate that you put weight on is fucking insane. I remember it was the same when I worked retail. Yeah. I worked retail for years, ate shit, was young, did whatever I wanted. Within six months of working an office job, I was fucking gullet a day. Yeah, just blown out. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully I don't. I don't blow out like that. I just lose I lose the definition, I think, and then I just see that. I'm like, oh, it's gone. It's never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much harder to get it than it is to lose it. Yeah, yeah. I think that plays on my mind too. It's like, you idiot, you put in all this effort. Yeah. The the thing is that I think the best thing is working for something. I think working for something is awesome. You know, people can go and get like cosmetic surgery and stuff like that. You go get like lipo or something, but you're never going to know the pride that you get in going from not being great to being in good shape. And like that would, I think, psychologically, it's probably the most important part of that because you're like, oh, everything is on an upswing right now. Mm. Everything is good. You know, even if shit's falling apart, like if you are coming out of a period of feeling like you don't look very good into a period where you feel like you're looking good, you know you've earned that. And there's, you can't hide from that. Like it's a very, it's a very honest and true thing. Mm. And I think a lot of people will go, go the other way with it and it's fucking 
it's probably just digging you deeper into a, yeah. a hell. No, I can certainly guarantee that I'm never going to be fat man. You say that. It might just hit you it someday. Maybe. Hopefully by that time I'm married. <laughs> You're like already that. locked in. Yeah, yeah. You can't leave me now. No, fuck. Imagine wishing that on yourself, being fat and married. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I think being married would be even more motivation to be in good shape because you know as well as I do that there's some harlots out there that are unhappy with their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's facts. That is facts. And we're just approaching the fucking wonderful time of the year, Christmas. I was thinking actually in the car on the way here, I fucking dread Christmas every year. I'm pretty sure you're the same. I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. Like it's not. We always used to organize our trips away. Yeah, yeah. At Christmas. <laughs> that was sick, and I enjoyed doing that. I fucking hate it, man. I hate it. I don't know why. I used to love Christmas when I was younger, and now I just I fucking I don't dread it. That's like catastrophizing. Fuck, I say words, man. <laughs> Have I got COVID? Catastrophizing? <laughs> Catastrophizing? Catastrophizing. It'd go. be catastrophic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't fucking look forward to it at all, man. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Just I think it's because of the weather. <laughs> and I can be like, oh, it's fine. Like it's, you know, there's time off. People stop fucking calling me, which is nice, you know, for work stuff. And then you can kind of, I enjoy it a lot more now that I don't work, which so I was doing New Year's Eve music festival mm. stuff. And it was so full on and so stressful and if you don't get a break when everyone else is having a break it's fucking horrible so now i'm just like glad to not be busy with that stuff at that time of year yeah um i mean but when it comes to things like new year's i still there is zero plans or anything like that um i think it would be cool to i wish i had friends that did like house parties or something that'd be nice Yes, well, uh, me and Ollie are going down south. Um, Romantic. Yep. Uh, hang out with our friend Simon who has Margaret River Tuck Shop, catch up with him and hopefully find ourselves a little house party down there potentially. And then we're going to have one when we come back for Ollie's housewarming and my birthday, which falls on January 3rd. So strap in, you'll get your wish. Let's go. Let's go. You got boat friends this year? Oh, you do have boat I'm friends. going on a boat tomorrow, in fact. Ooh. Little Rotto jaunt. Nice, nice. My dear friend, Yarn. Yarn? Yarn. Yes, he just bought an X-Cray boat, and um, we're going to take it out for a voyage tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah, I'd love to get a boat. So, but, even just a little runabout. Boat friends are great. Yeah, boat friends are the one. My mate Matt just sold his. He had a uh, Axopar, really sick boat that he bought brand spanking new. Yeah, I went on that. I you think did? I went on one, yeah. of its, one of its early yeah. voyages. So he sold that and he's just bought himself a 41-foot sailing cat and him and his wife are going to take that basically around the world. Just fuck off for like three years and go sailing. God damn! Pretty what cool. a life. That's a that's a great that's a great move. I thought about the logistics of making that decision in my head, and it's not something I could do, eh? <laughs> nah, but I suppose his life is, yeah. is is around boats and stuff. So yeah, if you've got that skill set, you yeah. just be like, let's go. He's got a house in Doubleview that he can rent out. He's got a house in Calbarry he can rent out. So he knows he's got money coming in, um, to sustain himself. So, fuck, great idea. Why not? If you're gonna love it. 
yeah, doing man. now? I wouldn't mind another adventure. I quite like last year going traveling around and just kind of being a little bit free form with my life. Yeah. This year's been a little bit more sort of restricted, I suppose, but I'm pretty interested to see what next year brings. I think it's the nature of our decisions though, you know. We are whimsical. So you yep. went away, came back, no work. Then you have to load work up to be able to afford to cover the gap when you mm-hmm. went away. And we're constantly trying to like put out those fires. I I'm okay with that though. I think I, I'm oh, okay I with my with perception of the world in that sense where I'm like not too tied to society's values, you know? Mm. Like you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. It's like I would rather have experiences than – you know, both positive and negative, then have this kind of straight line. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. Because I think that that's a big issue, especially with men. I think people just feel like they, they're they not doing enough or they didn't do enough with themselves or their time and people get locked into situations that they're not happy with. But, I mean, that's, that's life, right? Yep. Like you can get not locked into situations and feel like you're unhappy you because, out on you something. Yeah, yeah. because you you're on a you're on a different path. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm intrigued to see what the path is, what opens up in the coming months. Well I haven't left the country since twenty twenty. It's mm. now fucking nearly twenty twenty four, mate. This is the longest I've ever gone without having left. You got plans? No. I got no money. No plans. <laughs> I need to sell some shit at work so I can make some fucking comms. We need more Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs. We got Tom Tom Phillips. Tom the Phillips, yeah. And actually there was another one too. I believe. Yeah, I did see another one. I bet yeah, I'd not signed in on my phone. I'm not. So I can't see it. But we'll um we can have a look at that later. Or you might have it. Let's check it out. It should say my emails. Oh, we've got two free members just lurking. Yeah, I don't understand the free members thing. Jack Dullard. What's up, Jack Dullard? That's the one. Yeah, yep. Jack. The boys are boys are all over it. But young Tom and his cactus collection. I might see Tom tonight, actually. I might go to that Street X party. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm indeed going also. Yeah? Yes. It's at the store, right? That's correct. Yeah. I got a couple of things to swing around to this evening. Oh, a man, a about, man town. about town. you know? It's funny because, like, the bar downstairs was cranking last night. Yeah? Yeah. And, like, you're like, oh, yeah, people are doing Christmas parties and stuff. Oh, fucking hell. That's right. The amount of fucking imbeciles walking around the city yesterday was unparalleled in stupid green Christmas jackets, <laughs> girls falling over themselves in their heels. I saw a flock of them on those electric scooters. That's a fucking hazard. Yeah, that's a gang. <laughs> that is a gang. Oh man, I went. Um, I went to Spilt Milk Music Festival on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got a message from Yoni um, saying he's like, I'm playing a couple of sets on like the local stage or whatever. He's like, you want to do a back to back? And I was like, a B to B, I believe they call yeah. it in the industry. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I've not DJed in about four years, so let's go. So I jumped on, um, and it was exactly what side stages at music festivals are. Empty. Just drank a couple of beers. There was a few <laughs> people sitting in the shade, and we yeah. just played dumb songs. Um, but that was it. I think that was at like 3 o'clock, and I wanted to watch 
Post Malone, but he wasn't on till 8.30. And I was like, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to make this. <laughs> but the benefit of playing those things is that you get like a artist pass. So we were just sitting backstage and I bumped into a bunch of friends that were touring and stuff and had got chatting with them. I bumped into Booker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the first time since we'd done the pod. Yeah. Um, she was playing, she was doing like a cameo appearance with a, an act that was playing because she plays synth and stuff. And then, um, yeah, she's got an eight-month-old boy. That's crazy, eh? Yeah. So, it was really cool bumping into her and chatting because she's like, yeah, it's totally, she's just like so in love with this kid. And she's like, you know, she wasn't sure if she wanted to have kids and stuff. Mm. And then, so, it was pretty cool just having spoke to her that first time when she, she'd announced she was pregnant that morning on social media. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, I don't know, a year later. Yeah, more. More. Yeah, she's doing an interesting, like, co-parenting situation with the baby daddy. I think they like, yeah. live together, but they're not together, um, which is really cool. Yeah, the modern way, man. Yeah. Like, just trying to make that stuff work. God bless. Any which way. God bless. But, yeah, that was cool. And then we watched Post Malone. Um, oh, you did stay for it? Yeah, he was fucking crazy good. Yeah, man, he's, he's really, really good. I don't think life. I'd really, like, given him much thought. But watching him play, it was same as when I saw Billie Eilish play and same as when I saw Cole play as well. It was like they are just – they're entertainers. Like yeah. he was just talking to the crowd and it just felt like he was talking directly to you, mm-hmm. which is so rare. You don't get to – you don't see it. It normally sounds a bit contrived, but he's just like very clearly very happy with what's happening. Mm. And he's just like, eh, is everyone having a good time? <laughs> but it was pretty funny because someone had a sign that was like, let me play guitar on Oh, yeah, that a chick song. or something. Yeah. yeah. I saw it on the news. And she was- um, I always think that they're plants. Yeah, that's what I had thought. This was uh, this this shattered that idea. Really? Yeah. Oh, because she sucked? Young Putro. Unfortunately, Putro was a little bit more confident in her sign making ability <laughs> than she was in her playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so as he pulled her up on stage, she was from Indonesia. She'd traveled over just to see the shows. She'd been to like five shows and um, she was all all hype. She was just psyched, you know, and he's like, oh, how long have you been playing guitar for? And I can't remember what her answer was. And I said to Johnny, I was like, imagine if she just sucked because you've never seen that before. Yeah. We've seen it now. <laughs> <laughs> how bad are we talking? It's so bad. Yeah. Like, like first chord, like ding, ding, and then like oh. trying to find the second chord. And bless him, he pulled her through it. He's like, all right, cool. And she's like, and then she's like, yeah, I only learned the song like two hours ago. But he, yeah, he didn't let up. And he's like, hey, it's okay. It's just me and you. you then you go to G chord and then you do this. And uh, yeah, he acapelled a lot of it, and then she was just kind of twanging around, and then <laughs> I had to stop in the bridge and show all the chords for that. <laughs> you Bless see him. the dude doing sound, just turning like dude, I was dying. Eh? I had my hoodie like over my face, and I was like, "Potro, no!" <laughs> you know, like someone has just handed forty thousand people secondhand embarrassment, and it's like everyone is just dying. But he managed to. Uh, maintain some buoyancy through the the absolute sinkhole that was that part of the show. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. It was a, it was interesting. It's it's certainly not 
that's the only way I can do music festivals now is just just watching one act. Yeah. And then um, going. Yeah, for real. We left like just before you finished so they could get out of there because mm-hmm. there's a Claremont, which seems to always be the hottest place on earth. Yeah. It's just like zero shade. The hole in the ozone layer must just be directly <laughs> above Claremont Showgrounds. Fuck the Golden Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was also cool to see so many people that were obviously much younger doing their thing and feeling zero connection to that. Like I didn't feel like I felt wildly out of touch with the masses that were there. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) Because if I felt connected to that, that would be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 22 year olds partying. I was like, you guys do you, I'll do me. Um, when Booker came up to say hello because we were in the artist area, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, playing chess on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. I was just killing time until Post Malone was on. <laughs> a man of the people you are, mate. I truly am. A man I'm, of the people. I like what I like. I'm a simple person. <laughs> Steak and playing chess on your phone, yeah, I've come to appear, learn. It would appear that... <laughs> What sort of food do you like? Stoke. <laughs> Fuck. That had me giggling eh, when I got <laughs> home. Some really nice desserts we got uh, given by Matt Sartori. Did you um did you have any of those? Yeah, speaking of being retarded, <laughs> I um I actually had one last night. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it uh sent me into the I mean, I, I had one straight after the mm. the podcast and then it was just completely out of it. <laughs> All night, like I just went to I went to sleep at like fucking what eleven the fuck, p.m. Okay, hey? I had two and uh, nothing. Not nothing. I was just like a little bit, um, a little bit slow. Yeah, we definitely have opposing things with the, <laughs> with the eating. Yeah, with the edibles for yeah. sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a, a bit of a mushroom run over Christmas, New Year's. Having Not a, a bad idea. Yeah, getting a little bit. Uh, Back in connection with myself, you know? Reconnect with Mother Gaia or whatever the fuck you call it. Is that it? I think it is. Just open up my third eye. Just decalcify (laughs) my third eye, you know? (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah, that might have to be on the cards for my down south expedition. A little bushwalk, perhaps. Yeah, I find it to be a very solo endeavour. But that's only because I've really done it solo. I don't want other people's fucking shit getting, you know... Yeah. Damaging my chi. Yeah. You don't want their waves disrupting you. Yeah. It's different frequencies, man. I'm trying to block them out. I'm trying <laughs> to hone in. You're more of a 92.9, I I'm would say. 432 hertz, bro, oh, to yeah. be honest. 1086 IX. <laughs> Fuck yeah. My frequency is um, the new, what's his name? Andre 3000 album. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it. No, neither have I. I've heard it's just flutes, though. Yeah, yeah, that's um, <laughs> didn't really drag me in, you know. I love these. Like one of the top rappers of all time, he just releases a fucking flute album. Makes a fucking Lord of the Rings soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably awesome. It probably is. It's funny, man. I don't listen to shit these days. Like new stuff will come out. Like I haven't listened to the new James Blake album. I really like James Blake. But yeah, as we said, he, he's, he's a bit cuckish. Out, so. Yeah, he's cucked. He's cucked himself pretty hard. I listened to his boiler room the other day, and I had to turn it off. I was like, 
Ugh. Annoying. Didn't do anything for you? No, it was just annoying. Yeah. He had a really nice watch on, though. I did, did admire that. <laughs> you know he's my height. Is he really? Yeah. Like the exact same height. No shit. That's crazy. Right? I always imagined him as being small. Just being a little man. Yeah. Ding, ding. Oh, okay. For the listeners at home, I'm six foot six. <laughs> I know you all assume that I'm a little man. <laughs> a short king. <laughs> short king. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something today. Not all short people are kings. Like fucking just FYI. Thanks. I, for the first few years of my sort of um, adolescent life, I, I cursed being tall. And then as soon as I hit kind of dating age, I was like, thank God I'm tall. No shit. Because short dudes don't have it good mm. in that sense because girls are very insecure about how they look with their partners and if they look too dominant and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is why short guys are funnier, I suppose. Good at sports. <laughs> gotta have something. You gotta have something. Yeah, all these women out here looking for fucking six foot and six figures. Yeah. It's a dying breed. I've hit I've hit six foot and six figures a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I don't think in them that needs to be adjusted for inflation, surely. If anything, it's going up then, right? Yeah, it will it would have to. <laughs> and people are getting taller. So, like, in 10 years' time, are they? Are gonna, dude, definitely. Yeah, right. Ha- who do you know that's shorter than their parents? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, Plus, I, I'm not that fucking tall anymore. I go out to shit. There is people. Mm. We bunch together mm. as to It's like giraffes herding. Yeah. Ducks fly together. <laughs> hey, did you know that the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, that team was <clears throat> made by Disney? And created and joined the NHL and Disney own it. Yeah, right. As a precursor to being able to make the movie in the Mighty Ducks. That's hilarious. How crazy is that? Fucking Disney, man. Not the first time, or maybe the first time corporations have done that, but there's a team, a football team in Germany called Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're literally called Red Bull Leipzig. And everyone's like, this isn't a team. What's a Leipzig? Is that lightning? (laughs) It's a place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Red Bull Lightning would sound pretty sick. That would, but that definitely would be like an an American soccer team. <laughs> they have yeah. the worst names. And if you if you called it like, I reckon the German word for lightning would be very World War Two ish or two ish. Yeah, definitely. Thunderclot. <laughs> <laughs> Schnell Thunderclot. <laughs> Let's double check on my um Anaheim Mighty Ducks thing because. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to be fucking incorrect, would you? If it's incorrect, I'm going to go even harder on it. Um, <laughs> they're just called the Anaheim Docks now. Yeah, Mighty is um, racist. <laughs> Founded in 1993 and then called the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim were directly named for the Mighty Ducks movie. Then the Walt Disney Company, which produced the movies and owned the NHL team, sold it in 2005, and the name was shortened to its current state, the Anaheim Ducks, for copyright issues. Famous for pioneering the Flying V. (laughs) (laughs) And fat goalkeepers. (laughs) And coaches that have AIDS and do heaps of cocaine. Who was the coach? Actually, no, it was Emilio Estevez, wasn't it? Not it was. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, but he is Charlie Sheen's though. brother, yeah. yeah. 
And their dad is Martin, Martin Sheen. Sh- no, is it Martin Sheen? Yeah, it is Martin Sheen. No, because isn't Martin, isn't Martin Sheen like kind of skinny, weird, nerdy guy? Martin Sheen's the dad, and I believe Martin Sheen was married to Catherine Zeta-Jones and sued her because he got throat cancer from going down on her allegedly. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's way. another one that's worth checking. Check. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? We if, have. If this man went out with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, he's done very well because he was born in fucking 1940. Imagine being called Ramon Estevez and changing your name to Martin Sheen. Ah, uh, sorry, that was Michael Douglas. Yeah, not Martin yeah. Sheen. they're the same fucking person. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, Michael Douglas, I was sorry for the effect of the oral sex cancer comments on my wife. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> Michael Douglas said he regretted the embarrassment caused to his wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones, by the revelation two years ago that his cancer may have been caused by performing oral sex. (laughs) Your pussy gave me cancer. (laughs) That's a new one, eh? That is a real new one, eh? Now, that is the definition of gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) It's got nothing to do with the cigars I smoked on Wall Street, Money Never Sleep. You know that's probably how that went down. They're in their mansion. She's like... I told you to give up those cigarettes, Michael. And he's like, your pussy gave them to me. You're constantly making me go down on you, Catherine. I told you you I didn't like it. Or you were pretending to move through the lasers. (laughs) It's the acidity. (laughs) What a bold statement, eh? Dude, that takes nuts. It does. Celebrity statements are crazy, man. You You can get fucking tarred with a brush, eh? Like um, I think we spoke about it before, but Richard Gere and the gerbil in the in the butt thing mm-hmm. just like followed him. Hung around for a long time. Did Catherine Zeta Jones was really hot in that movie? Um, Entrapment though. Yeah, that's the one where she was doing the lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah really hot. That ruled. And that had um the old James Bond in it. Pierce Brosnan. No, the Scottish one. Luke Connery, John Connery, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, Sean Connery. <laughs> And, he uh, made some wild he made some, calls. <laughs> and they weren't even like long oh, ago no. either. Yeah. I think it was like <laughs> possibly the press junket for that movie. <laughs> I watched him having a conversation with like Margaret. It looks like a Margaret. I don't know who it was. Yeah. One of the famous fucking talk show chicks. And she's like, you've made statements in the past about striking your wife. And he's like, if they deserve it. Yeah. I'll hit him. <laughs> like, whoa. I guess she gets out of line. <laughs> Sometimes slap, they need a, a good slap, slap across the face. <laughs> and it's so funny because she can't even rebuttal it because it's no. just like she's trying to do a gotcha thing and he's yeah. like, yes. Yes, I said that. That's how I feel. And, and I, I stand am by a, it. I was James Bond. <laughs> and I'm a sex symbol and I'm likely going to die soon. <laughs> but I think it definitely fucked with his death because I'd never even heard about him dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, we can't celebrate this monster. Wasn't he a in fucking- In this climate? Wasn't he knighted? I'm pretty sure he was knighted. It yeah, was Sir Connery. Sir for sure. Yeah. Did they knight anyone these days? I think hitting a woman is actually prerequisite for becoming a knight. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would have been a prerequisite back in the day. <laughs> like, you are knighted for keeping your wife in check. <laughs> Kneel. <laughs> I wonder if anyone ever got beheaded. You know, like, you know, in the- um. In the gangster movies, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, you're going to be a made man," and they like take them into a 
room and they walk in and realize the room's empty and just get like Joe Pesci gets shot in the back of the head in I think it's Goodfellas mm-hmm. or Casino. Um yeah, I wonder if anyone was like, Oh, you're getting knighted and when you get down and they put the sword on your one one shoulder and then the other shoulder and there's like rise as a knight. If you like one, you're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be the man and it's just like <laughs> And you got that what forty seconds of being alive still like I think they, they cut um, my fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, you man? bastard! Yeah. I think they, um, if someone of that stature was getting beheaded, they'd make a pantomime out of it. You know, they'd make a song and dance. They wouldn't want to do it in secret. They were quite famous for making a show of it. You know, let yeah. all the peasants come out and watch. They were. It's so funny, man, because you think about that stuff, and it makes you think. Like immediately, you're like, oh yeah, like in Game of Thrones, and you're like, Game of Thrones was completely fictional. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 like everyone just assumes that like the British royal family just came from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know how they used to do this? It's like, yeah, did they used to have fucking dragon? <laughs> again, the Welsh have a dragon on their flag. Yeah, they do. There must have been a fucking. There must have been something. What well, the Welsh word for on. dragon is? It's probably three hundred letters. I can tell you that. Oh, definitely. That's and a said f- horribly. The That's Welsh accent's got to be the worst weird, fucking accent. Weird language, eh? Truly. You ever been there? No. Dude, the street signs are insane. Oh, I wouldn't. And there's castles wouldn't. everywhere. Yeah. Enya lives in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's that checks out. Yeah, she lives next door to um, Bono. Uh, 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 that might be an island. Actually. <laughs> she lives next to Bono. Enya rules. Fucking hell. Enya is a bit of an unsung hero of mine. I remember being 10 years old in Canada skiing for the first time and it was Christmas and they did like a Christmas night parade and there was people skiing down the mountain at night. It was like a big show and Enya was playing that song. Oh, well, she was playing live. No, no, no. No, it's just over speakers. But I fucking vividly remember. Isn't it weird you just hold on to some things and they just stick with you? I don't know why that stuck with yeah. me. I saw James Rain perform Horses. At the opening of the Joondalup train James station. James Rain. <laughs> James Rain. Was it James Rain or Daryl Braithwaite? Daryl Braithwaite. Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> at the opening of the Joondalup train station. <laughs> that seems like a weird gig for him. <laughs> I know. It, 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 shit wasn't going well. Yeah, clearly. Could have been James Rain covering horses. Who knows? I was fucking 11. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who James Rain is. Did you ever go to those- um, Yak It Up concerts? Absolutely, yeah. I did. And was that, one, was that the one that was at Scarborough? Point Walter. There was, I remember the Point Walter ones. There yeah. was a Scarborough one as well. I can't remember what that was oh, called. Oh, the north. Basically, anything north of the river didn't exist for me when I was that age. So, you didn't go see 28 Days play Rip It Up at Scarborough nah, Beach? No, nah. Go, go, go. I remember going to Rip It, uh, Rip it Up, Scarborough Beach once, I think, as a high schooler, and that was it. Really? Yeah. Where would you go? It was like a foreign land. Oh, as far as Cottesloe. Yeah, fair play. Secrets. I was Molloroo. I believe you'd call that. Isn't it called m- Secrets? Secrets. Yeah, it's like the left-hand side of Cottesloe where it's all that reefy and shit. I think that was called Secrets. don't know. Mm. I remember the guy getting taken by the shark at Cottesloe. Yes, that was when I was in high school. That was absurd because that shark acted completely differently to any recorded way a shark has acted before. Mm. It knocked people over. Did you know about this? Yeah. It knocked people over to get to the guy. Right. And it almost beached itself. And no, it, just it was out past the belt. It was not out past the belt. Oh. He was in like waist high water. Really? Look it up. It's crazy. And it came through and nearly beached it. Like it literally was That's chomping on him. sick. And then it had to bounce back. Like that was some final destination shit. 
That is sick. Yeah. And the craziest thing is that that dude survived like a train wreck, like <laughs> three weeks before. And all the people he was with also died in weird fashion. <laughs> um, <clears throat> fucking, it must have been in like 2001 or something, oh, I think right? It was, I think it was 90s. 2000. <coughs> Ken Crew. I think he was a lawyer or something. Just meters from the shore. Scott giving me fucking shark info that I didn't have. Facts, baby. This is a fact-based podcast, people. <laughs> we speak no lies. Occasionally, we'll get actors' names mistaken for each other, but so do you. If Shut the fuck up. In fairness, up. though, looking at Ken Crew, he does look like an elephant looks seal. looks like a snack, babe. He looks like looks a- Looks like he's going to go in there and get some fucking- He also ain't moving very quickly. He's like me. That's I was essentially like that shark at the, um, at the sushi train earlier. <laughs> I was waiting, 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 and then I was like, I'll have that one. <laughs> Just push an octopus out of the way to get to it. Eel. I'm like, get the fucking eel out of here. Yeah, fucking eel, eh? And then the bad side of you comes out, and you're like, anything deep fried, <laughs> let's go. Yep. Sashimi and deep fried anything. Oh, it's a match made in heaven. I like a sushi train. I don't like the bill at the end, though. Oh, I know. It doesn't need to be that expensive, guys. I just hit it then. I'm not like overly full. You'll spend 30 bucks. It's $42. Holy Christ. Inflation, man. Everything is up. It's wild. Oh, you know, I um, am a habitual thievery <laughs> man. You've finally been caught. No, but I fucking nearly did the other day. Ooh. So I was at the- uh, They're coming. They're getting closer. Yeah, the net is closing the net is in. definitely closing in. <laughs> but I put- Basically, what had happened is I'd put stuff in and then one of them, it, it did like call the assistant over and I hadn't done anything wrong. So, I was like, hey. And the guy was like, yep, just give me one second. I was like, no worries. So, I just grabbed like three things of meat and just chucked them straight in there because <laughs> I was already a good two-thirds of the way through. And then uh, he came over and normally they just go, oh, no problems and just key mm, their code. Mm. He goes, yep, one second. And he did a instant replay of what I scanned. So there's the camera following it. What was, was your, like, at that exact moment when he brings up the fucking third umpire. Yeah, the VAR. How was yeah. your heart rate at that point? I was good. I knew I was offside. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, in my eyes, I don't think it's theft until you leave. Yep. It's just an accident Yeah, at that point. So you could just be like, like you're the ref. It's your job to catch it. <laughs> it's my job to try my hardest to I'll win play, the game. I'll play the line. Yeah. Yeah. You got to play right on the shoulder. Yeah. And that's what I do. And sometimes you get caught offside. We play loose. Yeah. We play loose and wild. You got to play loose. A little bit reckless. <laughs> it's the only in way. In this situation. In this world. Considering you called the ref over and then proceeded to try and steal. <laughs> Plus, I, yeah, exactly. So what did he say? How did he work it out? He just saw you cautiously put- Oh, no. He watched it. He watched me not scan something. Yeah. Because he didn't keep the replay going. If he would have kept the VAR going for another you know, 90 seconds when yeah. I called him, he would have seen my hands getting busy. Ah. But he just saw the scan and he was like, it said like unexpected thing in the bagging area. And he was like, oh, it's just a bad scan. And oh, so you got away with it. You got away with it. Oh, I got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm golden. I'm undefeated. 
um, any Woolworths employees listening to this. Actually, there is no Woolworths employees listening to this because they don't have fucking employees anymore. No. They have computers. Yeah. And what they do have is they have that kid and that kid's not taking any pride in his job and that's not a dig at you, kid. That's You shouldn't. Mm. You're basically there in charge of the machines that have taken your friend's jobs. The overlords. And people don't want to interact with each other anymore. And I like to throw shade on that, but I wear headphones in public all the time mm-hmm. for that reason exactly. So, the world is just getting more antisocial. Everyone's just getting more and more into their phones. And that's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to living virtually, not having to leave my bedroom, just hooked up to an IV. It's going to be great. You know what's funny is the things that um, the things that they try and sell you on social media. Mm. And I was thinking about this the other day. They prey on, obviously, the women's algorithm is the is is different, and I've seen it. And with um, it, it appears that the majority of advertising towards women is like makeup and and various skincare things, right? Which is kind of genius because they're like. They get celebrities and attractive people to be like, this is my skin routine. It's not like one of those things where it's like, buy this. Mm. It's like a girl doing her like, this, this is what I do in the morning. Routine. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, buy that and buy that yeah, and buy that. Yeah. It's like affiliate links and stuff. And a lot of the dude ones are the, are the fitness ones. But they're so gratuitous. Do you remember that one that's the kind of Islander guy? And he's like, you, your girlfriend's going to cheat on you, you pussy, mm. because you're not. Yeah, you tried all this, haven't you? You haven't done shit. Or you're a bit depressed, yeah. Well, fucking, you should be because you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like all that marketing is like they're trying to make dudes feel inadequate mm. and that 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 they're never going to get a girl or their girlfriend's going to cheat on them. And then they have yeah, for the women, it's like your skin's terrible, and everyone is laughing at you. No it's shit, it's just playing on people's fears. But you know what the most ridiculous thing is? Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo endorsed. Or was endorsed by and endorsed. I suppose that's the way it works. A electronic ab machine, which is like almost an ultrasound that you mm-hmm. strap to your stomach. How fucking retarded would you have to be to think that that thing works? Yeah, no shit. They'll be like, "Oh, I could have abs like Cristiano Ronaldo." It's like, what? One of the most prime athletes that's ever existed. I think he's going to have abs. <laughs> like that dude trains like an absolute beast, has done for his whole life. As a personal he's, chef. He has every single thing dialed in, yep. not a single ounce of body fat. And you think he's sitting there with a fucking, a little machine on to give him abs. Mm. Like abs are incidental to athletes. They are just a part of life. Mm-hmm. You the know rest what? of us want to look like athletes. I'm sick and tired of these fucking Adonis athletes. I want to go back to the fucking 70s and 80s when you had mad cunts like Maradona running around doing cocaine on the pitch, being fat and just hell good. I would rather watch 30 Maradonas on a pitch than fucking 30 Cristiano Ronaldo's. The Premier League used to have some sort of like fat dudes. Paul Gascoigne was a bit chubby. Yeah. But he was just incredibly skilled. The everyman, that's what you wanted. You wanted the everyman with the insane talent. Yes. I think that's what we all want. These people that are trying really hard. Yeah, it's fuck like, off. Just use talent. Fuck off. That's what they say about Messi versus Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Because Messi is like Naturally God-given talented. talent. Yeah. And Ronaldo is what talent and hard work looks like. Because mm. he's obviously talented, but universally it's reported that he was an absolute freak. Like he would train and then 
everyone would finish training and he'd just be like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. You notice the similarity between Messi and uh, Keanu Reeves whenever they take a photo with a female fan. At no point will they make any kind of physical contact with that fan. Like, there's lots of pictures of Keanu doing the hover hand yeah. where it's like there, but not touching well, him. Keanu's a gentleman and uh, Messi is autistic. <laughs> That's like what it is. Have you seen the Messi autism things? No. Oh, it's crazy. He's definitely autistic. Yeah. Like, he just gets caught in a stare. He's like, <laughs> like, there is no, yeah, no interpersonal side of him that I've yeah. ever seen. He's just an insanely good footballer. <laughs> but he was, um, he, he had a growth disorder. Mm when he was a kid and they were like, you're going to be disabled. Camera switch. <laughs> have you ever found yourself in a position where there is something extremely heavy to pick up and you do not have the physical attributes to be able to manage it? I have. I know Scott has. And if you find yourself in a similar predicament, you should reach out to Jackson Moore at Perth Fork Trucks. These boys have been servicing the Perth Fork Trucking industry for over a decade? Maybe more. I don't know. It's been a long time. We don't have that information. They are experts, though. You can guarantee that. The guys are currently running a promo up until December where you can enter for free to win yourself a forklift. Now, I'm personally thinking about entering just so I can drive it down Murray Street and move any idiot that doesn't know how to merge properly. If you're interested in winning your own very own fork truck... Go to perthforktrucks.com.au. The link is going to be down in the description below or reach out to Jackson Moore. Hi, guys. Do you like T-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in a position where you needed a T-shirt and had nothing to wear? Well, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. And if, you, if your boyfriend is listening to this and you can hear it in the background, he would like a club good T-shirt or hoodie or tote bag. That would be like, man, my girlfriend definitely knows me. She listens. She listens attentively. She listens through the ring camera that she has installed in the house <laughs> and knows what I'm doing and what I'm listening to. Clubgoodpodcast.com for all your Christmas needs. Because if you start ordering soon, it's, it takes about two weeks for the stuff to get to you. So, so jump on it quick. Jump on it quick. Quick and smart. use code Xmas. For 10% off at checkout. <gasps> Just decided that right Scott. now. Yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors, Perth Fork Trucks. And that's it. <laughs> they recently gave away their uh, fork. Not us, Scott. Mm, I did. I uh, entered on behalf of Club Good with our ABN. As we're a small business that could have needed a pallet jack. Or a forklift. I told you what I was going to do with it. Just roll cars on St. George's Terrace. Think about the marketing that could have generated Jackson at Perth Fork Trucks. A wasted opportunity. Absolutely you could have had me, the psycho, running around with it one-handed with that little stalk coming off the wheel. Fucking rolling cars. I would have just had it in reverse forever and just pissed everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wasted opportunity, I feel. But yeah, Messi had like a growth disorder and they, it was going to stop him from like growing because he's very short, but he's like overcome a bunch of stuff, but he's just so insanely talented mm. with the football. It's crazy. Um, I do think for those playing at home that Ronaldo is the goat though, 
over Messi. Played in multiple leagues, won everything except for the World Cup. Yeah. Um, Messi got the World Cup, the one just gone, but that was the only one he's ever got. And in fairness, I think the Argentinian team's always been better than the Portuguese team, so you can't do it all your damn self. True that. You can't. You would can. like to go to Portugal, though. Yeah, I've never been. quite nice. No, neither have I. I'm trying, I've, I've uh, applied for tickets to the Euros, which is in Germany next year. Interesting. Yeah, so hopefully we can get those. Um, you need to go into a lottery. Mm. I did it with the World Qatar Cup. World Cup mm. and I didn't get any. But I've got a few of us. I've all put in for like two tickets to like a cool all the England games. The, court, the, the round of 16, if England get through, and then both semis and the final. Yeah. So you need to buy the tickets if you win. But you'll be able to sell them if you if you end up with multiples, you know. Well, if I can make some money between now and next year, it's coming um, to Germany. No, uh, come to the German ADCC is on in, in Las Vegas in August. That's similar. <laughs> the Olympics of Jiu Jitsu, my friend, and our dear friend Daniel Bradshaw is doing all of the uniforms for the B team. Yep. who will be going, so I'm hoping that I can weasel my way in as a parasite on the back of that um, and witness some um, high level grappling. And our mate Adam Jones, next podcast guest, will be going over with our other dear friend, the Sesh with Sav. I may not come back alive if I do go, yeah, but Jesus. I am looking forward to it. They are definitely the devils on your shoulder, eh? Oh, 100%. 100%. I wonder how our dear Sesh with Sav is doing. I haven't spoke to him in a while. He's doing very well. I spoke to him on the phone, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, talking all things podcasting. How's it going for him? He's smashing it, mate. Just yeah. clicked over 1,400-odd subscribers. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Let's go, Sesh with Sav. Actually, I bumped into Jake. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I Who actually milk. informed me that he, he gave you a bit of a package for me that it never never seemed to arrive. He didn't give- Which is crazy. He didn't I, give me a package for you. He brought two packages and said, Scott's not smoking weed. And I, it's it's my bad. I got confused because you were off the weed because of the Dexies thing. Mm -hmm. So I thought that you weren't smoking the weed anymore. So I was like, oh, he's not smoking. He's like, oh, okay, you have it then. I was like, cool. Interesting, because yes. I do believe that day you came in because you had seen him that weekend and I was smoking weed in here. Which just goes to show how much my brain is in operation at any one time. <laughs> but I still have it at home, so I'll bring it for you. <laughs> I just got back on Poland. I've got a package. Oh, yeah. yeah. A package coming for Christmas. <laughs> a little bit of a present. Which will be nice. Um, probably not what my brain cells need at this point. My post-COVID brain cells, but we'll see. Oh, man. I think I might go hit a naturopath, go to see, what's, see what my deficiencies are. All of them? Yeah. I, know, I think I do all right. My sleeping is just like the way that it has always been which I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that that's just what it's going to be forever. Yeah. i got two fucking terrorist felines that are the main cause of my sleep issues. Do they wake you up with the, like, Max has got this thing now where he claws my elbow skin. Right. So I'll be asleep and I'll wake up. To, he'll just be like. <laughs> Max like is a fucking sociopath, eh? He is. No, mine are great. They just lie there asleep, but I'm a tosser and a turner. 
and um, when they get caught up in my legs and shit and they jump off and they jump on and then at five o'clock in the morning, every morning on the dot, Aggie parkour. (laughs) (laughs) And she brings her toys into the bedroom and plays with them in there and she's one of those cats that'll like pick it up and then throw it and then fucking leap after it, which is great. But do it out there. Yeah. There's no need for you to be in here. Don't be doing that at five o'clock in the morning. Please. I know. It's like she wants me to see it. It's like, wait, fucking check, check how good I out. am at. Yeah. Max is all chill until I go to bed. <laughs> and and he's, he's like, let's fuck this dude's night up. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lunatic, but he's the best thing in the world. Yeah. I hope that he is aware of how I feel about him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I've got to give uh, my mate John at Evolve Motorsport a shout out. He helped me the other day um, with jacking my car up and fitting some spaces. So um, I know he listens to this. So thanks, John. Appreciate your help. And how's the car going? Is it due for a yellow sticker anytime soon? No. We did some car mods the other day, though. And I must say, it was quite fun swinging on the spanners again. Went to my good friend Luke's house, who's... um. He's a radiologist, and he's got a house in um, a really nice suburb, three-story, with a hoist in the garage. You know what a hoist is, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Which, if you're a car enthusiast, is like the holy grail, because you're not fucking around with a jack on the floor trying to get under shit. Just drive in, jack the car up, hoist the car up, and we'll be good to go. But with this car, we fitted a new grill to the front of it, and it meant taking the entire bumper off which is not really super straightforward. Um, and I am I enjoy playing with cars, but I am so impatient, I always break things. So I was like, if I break something on this, it's going to be fucking one, expensive, and two, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, thankfully, we didn't break anything. Got the whole bumper off, fitted the grill, looked sick, put it back on, put the car on the ground, started it, PDC error. Fuck, what's PDC? Parking distance control. So we worked out one of the sensors. In the in the bumper? Yeah, mustn't be in. Problem. That means the whole bumper has to now come off again. Yep. And doubling my chances of breaking something. Thankfully, it was the one in the side, so I could take out the wheel liner, and then I just realized that it was in, but it wasn't Connecting. clicked yeah. in. So I clicked it in, started again, boom, off she goes. Trouble free. That was the biggest drama with mine. Someone pushed because your parking sensors on the front are just little circles. Yeah. And they're kind of bored out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And someone had just gone, one That's of such a cunty down. move. Eh? So every time I turned my car on, I had to turn off the parking sensor. Thing. <laughs> the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, it's super annoying. Yeah, I might look at getting a new car next year, I think. I've been a bit gun shy on that, but mm. mine just ticked over 100,000 Ks. I watched it the other day. So. Yeah. Yay! It's all happening. What an exciting life. <laughs> <sighs> well, we've made it. We made it to an hour and three minutes. We might have. We, we might need a few minutes to tick over. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we can do that. You guys did get a fucking pretty long one. <laughs> yeah, with you our did. Chef, chef, man. I haven't had a chance to make any reels or anything. I've been too busy. Yeah, anyway. I really enjoyed that conversation with Matt. Though it was good fun. Have you had any? Um, secondhand inspiration for um, cooking after that conversation? No, not particularly, but it was very interesting to see cooking for what it is 
It's just I hadn't really considered it before. Mm. I hadn't considered it much of a creative endeavor. I, I hadn't considered it at all. I was just like, is what it is. It's a thing that people do. Yeah, I don't like cooking TV shows. Mm. But no, it was great to to chat to him and get an insight on that whole thing. And there are stories like his littered uh, around the internet. I watched a really cool one yesterday, the day before, about a Japanese guy. I believe his name's Kono, or his restaurant might be called Kono. Might be both. I don't know. He's like a Japanese b-boy. Like, he liked to dance and shit. But he's been... The cool thing about Japanese people is that they get something in their heads when they're young, and then they just work at that to be the yeah. best at it. And I love that about the Japanese. And he had been a chef for you know maybe 17 years just doing yakitori. You know what yakitori mm -hmm. is? Yeah. Um, and he's opened this high-end omakase restaurant in New York City. Um, and he uses bichotan, which is like a Japanese wood, super hard. To be able to get it to light, you've got to get it to like fucking 600 degrees on a fucking full wok burner just to get it to start. But then once it starts, you can keep it burning for like two hours. And the cool thing with him is that he's, the, the prep aside, which I'll talk about in a second, when he's actually like cooking these skewers in front of the customers, he's got like hot to gradually cooler. So he's like cycling them through. Some of the skewers need a lower temp first, move it to a higher, some vice versa. So he's managing this dance of keeping the wood hot and doing the skewers and everything. And then understanding where he's got to be putting them. It's like this really finely tuned machine, but it's just him doing it. So like, that's really cool. But the way he prepares a chicken, it sh this doco like literally uh, just showed him like how he breaks down a chook. And he'll make, I think it's something like 16 different types or 14 different types of skewer from one chicken. Uh, they use the livers. They use the skin. They use just the part of the skin from the neck. They use um, like the thighs, but there's four different skewers just in the thighs. And the way that he manages to use all these birds, nothing goes to waste. All the bones go into making a broth that he uses. And it's just super interesting to see someone talk about, A, something that they're obviously very passionate about, one that he knows back to front, and, um, and you know, something as interesting as, as that. I enjoy those little stories, you know? Yeah, that's sick. Is it a doco? It's just like a 17-minute- um, YouTube thing. Yeah, yeah, on like a like a like one of those normal cooking things. But, um, but yeah, I found it super interesting. I, in my illness, obviously went through a bunch of television and I got into, I finally, at my brother's request, got into Yellowstone. If you oh, that. yeah, yeah. I watched a few episodes. I didn't, yeah. re didn't really grab me. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty much succession on horses. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is quite funny. But the funniest thing about it that I found was it is entertaining and it's engaging enough, but their answer to everything is just to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> and after you're watching it for like four seasons, you're like, how high is the body count on this show? <laughs> because the, in the beginning, it's like, it's all about people trying to come and take their land. And it's like, in the beginning, it's these kind of mobbed up, dudes that are trying to build a new casino on the land right near it and stuff and um they come in all hot and heavy and they like kidnap someone and it, it goes crazy and then so they kill them and then they kill like the dudes they've hired to kill the yellowstone people 
And you're like, yep, that's fine. But like by like season three, it's like investment bankers coming in trying to take their land Dead. and they kill them as well. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you can't just kill all your problems. <laughs> like This show is becoming very unrealistic. Be good if you could though, right? Truly. And these guys do it. And they do it well. But the <laughs> thing that it, it reminded me of um, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. We were in Sons of Anarchy. They would kill like six people an episode on Sons mm-hmm. of Anarchy. Constantly. They were just murdering people for very minor infractions. And then one of them would get killed. And there was like a whole fucking song and dance about it every time. Like, oh, oh my God, he's dead. It's like, what do you think the families of all the people you <laughs> killed have done that are also in bikey gangs? The like, ratio is still pretty good. Yeah, you guys are definitely like You're up some graveyards. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think that's us, gentlemen. We fucking made it through. Um, everyone stay safe in these uncertain times. It's Christmas period. Um, just thinking- I'm away next week. I'll be in Sydney. What are you doing? Working. What does your work in Sydney have to do with each other? Our head office is in Sydney. Mm. So uh, I go there and do business. And what is that business? This time it's Christmas parties. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> um, so that is the, I come back on the 17th, which is a Sunday night. So no podcast. When do you leave? Uh, Thursday. Um, and then the following week, oh, we can probably do on the following week. It's the 23rd on the Saturday. Sick. Or actually I'm on holiday. So even if you wanted to do like a, a Monday. Monday. A Monday catch up and then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a Monday. One before. Yeah. One before. This uh, is 93. I think it's 92. Because you made a mistake. You called 191 and it was actually 90. Yeah. Matt Sartori is 91. Okay, so yeah, 92. It's 92. 92. I'm trying to get a guest or some shit coming up soon. Um, yeah, if you've got any guest requests, people. Um, have we been selling any merch? I don't think we have. We sold a shirt. Did we? Two days ago. Holy shit. Yes. I was going to say, if you can't start, start buying some shit, we're going to shut down Spotify, Shopify, because it costs us too much money. It costs money. us heaps of money. Actually. Yeah, and you guys are not buying anything. That said, <laughs> there's been no new stuff, so- this is true. You should design something. Oh, dude, imagine. <laughs> Maybe I should. Hey, Josh is going to design one T-shirt. And I'll he's design going a to get tea. zero help from me. Okay. Yeah, but it'll be sick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be that Calvin pissing on like a Ford sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just do the Stussy logo. <laughs> Club Good has no S, but you do that like that S with the- Slub Good. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, friends. Enjoy. Peace. Lovegoodpodcast.com. Lovegoodpodcast.com. Lovegoodpodcast.com.